The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Good afternoon. I hope you're having a great day. It's Terrific Tuesday, and welcome to the show, Transformation for Success, a show that is designed to give you encouragement and hope, as well as guidance through great inspirational stories of men and women who've transformed their lives. It is the mission of this show to inspire you to achieve greater heights and greater physical, emotional health and spiritual well-being. I am here each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So tune in each week. And I want to thank you out there for all of your emails and for all of your responses to this show. I am on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me through these channels. I invite you to visit my website, if you have not, at www.info at transformationforsuccess.com. Again, that's www.info at transformationforsuccess.com. You'll find information about me and my company, Young Enterprises, that produces life empowerment seminars for men and women, coaching sessions for men and women, webinars, networking events, and retreats, which I call advances, because we're moving forward, not backward. These efforts are all designed to help you grow and move forward on your journey from where you are to where you want to be. And I have a free gift for the first 50 people that sign up via my website. Now, it's going fast, so get to that website really quick because you don't want to miss this free gift. Callers, you're welcome to call in today with questions and join in the conversation with my featured guest today, Miss June Denise Chandler known by her stage name as Denise Williams, award, American Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and record producer who's in the studio today. Okay, so if you've missed any of the previous shows, they are archived, and you can download them at the Voice America Show Empowerment Channel, Transformation for Success. Each week, I am so blessed to interview interesting and inspiring guests who share their journeys of success, their trials, their tripping points, and some of the key success principles that they learned that helped them to get where they are today that they will share with you today. But again, I'm pleased to introduce my guest today, Miss Denise Williams, who's had a very successful career journey as an entertainer known for hits such as Free, Silly, Let's Hear It for the Boys. And that's been resonating on me all day. It's going <laughs> to take a miracle and for duets with Johnny Mathis. So good afternoon, Denise. Good afternoon. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And honestly, really, I, I mean that seriously. It's been, let's hear it for the boys. <laughs> I love it. And it has been resonating. 
then guess what? I changed it to, let's hear it for the Lord. <laughs> yes. Yep, that's right. That's right. Let's hear it for the Lord is correct. <laughs> so anyway, I want to thank you for taking time out from your really busy schedule to share with the listeners this afternoon. Your bio, oh. so, your bio is so extensive, but, you know, I just felt like I, I just really needed to take a little time to share with the, a bit of it with the audience. And I'll tell you why. Because you are a success. You have been successful. Successful people are big dreamers. And uh, unlike ordinary people who just dream of getting a job and, or finding, getting a promotion or finding a better job, Mm-hmm. They dream about changing the world, and you have changed the world through your music and the mm-hmm. voice that God gave you. So I just wanted to share a little bit about you. So born June Denise Chandler, she was known, and she's known by her stage name, Denise Williams. She has done a lot, and her music has been influenced by soul and funk. And, of course, I noted some of her hits, Free, Let's Hear It for the Boys, It's Going to Take a Miracle, and for her many duets with Johnny Mathis. Now, this beautiful young woman was born in Gary, Indiana. She attended Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland, and in the hopes of becoming, of all things, a registered nurse and an anesthetist. I said, oh, my goodness. But during that time that she's going to school, she's performing on the side, uh, part-time job, singing at a club, and she liked it. And she found out it was a lot of fun. And, but during those years, she worked at a telephone company. She was a ward clerk in the Chicago Mercy Hospital. But what happened? Her dream was so big, she traded it in and took a step of faith to pursue a life of music. So as Denise Chandler, she has recorded for the Toddling Town group of labels and one of those early records, I'm Walking Away, which was released on Toddling Town's Lock Records subsidiary in the late 60s. Now, I know some of you out there in the audiences, you probably remember that because it was a favorite on England's northern soul scene. Mm. So as her success grew, she found herself on the fast track. One thing led to another, and wonders of wonders, Denise became a backup vocalist for Stevie Wonder, pardon the pun, as the part of Wonder Love <laughs> in the early 1970s. So I know this was an exciting time for, for Denise, and in 70, 1975, she took another step of faith and decided to venture forward and start singing with the Columbia Records, and then teamed up with two famous producers, Maurice White of Earth, Wind, and Fire. I love that group. And his mm-hmm. frequent collaborator, Charles Stepney. So her debut album in, 19, album in 1976 was entitled This Is Nisi. So that reached number two on the Black Singles chart, number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100, and then number one on the British Singles chart. So without further ado, because she's got so many things I want to talk about, so... Hello, Miss Denise again. <laughs> oh, my. Hello. <laughs> I told the story. Hello. But I wanted to, to, to share with the audience, and the reason why, you know, working as a ward clerk, working uh, at a hospital, doing part-time work while you're trying to pursue your dream, I'm sure was not an easy chore. So I wanted people to understand what it takes to be successful, and it is pursuing and it's dreaming and dreaming big. So I want to get right 
in and ask you some really great questions because about your life because honestly you've had a very fascinating and fantastic career and uh, I like the fact that you not only won a Grammy Award not once but twice but one of them for a gospel song with a Christian artist Sandy Patty and I heard you last March and saw you in person and got a chance to meet you and you are just fabulous you have a fantastic oh. voice and yeah. voice range so God bless you, my dear, and thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to go into music, and how did you find out that you had a voice so early? <laughs> oh, well, gosh. Well, the beginning of my singing career, um, it, the story is told to me that my father's sister, my aunt, uh, heard me one day. I was out on the back porch, and I was three years old. And being born and raised in the church, you know, I was out having in, on the back porch having church, and I said, "Okay, we will now have a selection from De- uh, from Denise." And I started to sing a song that I had heard in church. And my aunt said that after I finished singing, she came outside and she said, "Would you sing that song in church on Sunday?" And I said, "Okay." And I started singing at the age of three, and I joined the children's choir and eventually went on to be, you know, in the church choir. And I was born um, in the Church of God in Christ. So Uh Mm -hmm. um, with a tremendous, tremendous amount of of, uh, incredible gospel singers, all of my cousins sang and you know, they were just incredible gospel singers. And so I grew up under a, a lot of wonderful mm-hmm. singers. And I had this this really uh, high voice, you know, small mm-hmm, voice. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so when I, you know, they would sing and the church would fall out. They, you know, they'd be slain in the spirit and speaking in tongues. And I would sing and they would get quiet. They would listen and cry. <laughs> and so I'm thinking to myself, Some, something's wrong. I don't. That's what I was laughing at because I was thinking, you're saying, oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, what's wrong with me? I, I, I don't have it. Oh, my, you know, my God. So based on that, I, I really did not feel that I, I had anything special. But I so enjoyed singing. I loved Mm -hmm. singing and loved going out with my uncle, who was the bishop for the state of Indiana, southern Indiana at that time. Uh And and he would take us when he'd go to other churches. So, and I so enjoyed that. And, and it blessed me as well as I saw that it blessed others. So Mm -hmm. I, I did that for a long time, but I never really did think that I had a career in music. But I, I remember, um, uh, being raised in Gary, Indiana, I had a music teacher who opened up a record store, and I wanted to start saving money for college. And so I asked him, can I work a couple of hours after school if it's okay with my mom? And I eventually got that job. And so I was in the store one day singing, I think, by Aretha Franklin song. And I didn't know that my teacher had come through the back, and he was in the storeroom, and he heard me sing. Wow. And he said, wait, um, I didn't know that you could sing. And I said, that's because you don't go to church. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so he asked me to sing for him, and I did. And he spoke to my mom, and um, 
He said, I really would love for some people to come and hear your daughter sing. And my mom said, okay, you know, that was fine. And so they came and they heard me sing and um, offered me a record contract. And my mom said that was fine. Um, And so I had made a record with Totling Town Records, as you said, but it was very, very hurtful because Mm -hmm. that decision split my church in half. There were um, a lot of people in my church that said, you know, it's okay. She's the song she's singing is about love. It's, you know, it's not bad. And the other half said, oh, gosh, she's singing the devil's music. And so uh, it's it split my church in half and very painful time for me and for them. And so um, I had also grown up with another musical group from Gary, Indiana, and that was the Jackson Five. Right. And so right. they were doing things in the city, and I remember one day um, the drummer, their cousin, came and he knocked on my door and he said, we just signed with um, with Motown. We're, we're moving to uh, California. What are you going to do? And I said, me, I'm going to go to school and be a nurse. And so um, that was my desire at the time. I said, you know, I'm just going to go and pursue nursing. And so um, now, I Denise, did. can I just stop you just for a few minutes? Did sure. uh, ask a question? Was that uh, as a result of the uh, disappointing experience with the church and the split that sort of uh, you know made you maybe think, well, this is not for me. I'm going to you know go into another field. Was that a part of that decision? That was a part of it. And and also, I was the first black candy striper at a hospital in Chicago where my mom worked, mm-hmm. um, osteopathic hospital. And I was the very first black candy striper there. So every Saturday, um, my mom worked. I would go to work with her. So I absolutely loved being in the hospital and the feeling and the thought of helping people. Okay. And okay. I, you know, I would take the card around that had the books and I would read to people and, you know, if they needed water or, you know, flowers mm-hmm. were being delivered. So it was a, it was a great experience for me I because bet. I was helping people. And so mm-hmm. I liked, you know, I liked that feeling. And, um, because my mom, uh, worked in the hospital. My grandmother, my mom was adopted, but we also found her biological mother worked in that hospital and she was a nurse. Isn't so, that interesting? Oh gosh, that's a whole other story in itself. So it, it, it seemed like that was what I um, should have done. So I graduated from high school and I went to Morgan State and I uh, found out I was not a good student. <laughs> and so I was contemplating what should I do with my life when my cousin gave me a call and he had told me for years that he knew Stevie Wonder because he lived in Detroit mm-hmm. and uh, every summer he would come to visit his grandmother and our grandmothers were sisters so for about seven years wow. I would say John you don't know Stevie Wonder you need to stop lying <laughs> and, and I never believed him but then I, mm-hmm. I he called me at this one particular time and how are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'm betwixt and between. I got to figure out what I got to do with my life. And he says, you know, I can get you an audition with Stevie. He's um, he's uh, auditioning singers now 
for Wonder Love, his background. And I said, yeah, okay, there you go again. But he actually did it. And I ended up going into Detroit and singing for Stevie. And out of 26 background singers, I was one of three that was chosen. Oh, my God. And quite frankly, (laughs) yeah, quite frankly, that was the first time that I realized that I must have had something. Um, I'm sure that that built your confidence up. I I wasn't really thinking that I had had something special, but God knows. Yes, he does. He always knows. You know, he always knows. And so I ended up joining Stevie and and going on the road and touring with him. Okay, uh, hold that thought, Denise, because we're going to come back. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back to talk about what was it like being on the road with Stevie Wonder. So, listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you feel alone even when you are surrounded by others? Do you feel that there is sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and plenty of other curveballs thrown at her by life. She'll help you every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Transformation for Success with my guest, Miss Denise Williams, my favorite artist. And I'm <laughs> with her and talking about, let's hear it for the boys, which I changed. Let's hear it for the Lord. For the but Lord. Anyway. Amen. <laughs> but Amen. I just want to just, again, uh, listeners, this is a wonderful discussion we're having about her background and how she now is the backup singer one of three for Mr. Stevie Wonder. So, Denise, tell us, what was it like on the road? That must have been exciting. Well, I tell you, <laughs> for me, it was frightening. I I grew up in Gary, Indiana. I grew up in the Church of God in Christ. Um, oh, I've got this little sheltered girl. Yes, yes. A very sheltered life, and now I am suddenly on the road with, with Stevie Wonder, one of the premier musicians in the industry. And about three months into... Um, working with Stevie, he was then the opening act for the Rolling Stones. And I tell you, I saw some things out there with them that I never saw on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, oh, my God, what have I gotten in too. And it, you know, God protected me. I just have to say that it it was the grace of God. He really protected me out there because he knew that his child knew nothing about any of this. But it, you know, the great thing about it is that it, it increased my prayer life because I knew that unless I stayed prayed up, and unless I stayed in front of God, I I wasn't going to make it. And so I really, it strengthened my prayer life because I'd never experienced it. Um, I was uh, uh, very grateful to be out there with Stevie. It was the most incredible music um, experience at that time in my life that I don't know of anyone that could have been around such a, a musical genius as Stevie and not come away with something because yeah, yes. he just, it just pours out of him and it slips, slips his way over to you. But I was very, uh, I wasn't prepared for being out there, but I, once again, I, I give it to the Lord. You know, I give I give him yeah. the, the glory and the honor and the praise for that because he kept me in, in situations mm-hmm. that I think would have been very detrimental for a lot of other people, but God kept me. And well, see, so you had the grounding. Was, One of the that, things that's so important, uh, being a young person going into the entertainment industry, Denise, not to interrupt you because I think it's great for no, you to share no. with the listeners what it's like, uh, but being grounded in uh, a church in Christian Foundation, which was a church which was probably a little bit more legalistic in its approach, and I'm that's oh, not very to, much uh, so. 
Dean, uh, a great religion because that's not what I'm doing. But the fact is that you're sheltered, you're protected, you're not really out there in the world, and all of a sudden you're there. But God was guiding your footsteps and, more importantly, allowing you to learn from these experiences. So if, you know, without going into a great detail, I know you left um, and signed with Columbia. And, of course, did this um, was this a dream come true for you when you, when you left? You made the decision to go uh, with Columbia Records. Did that change your life somewhat? Oh, it's changed my life uh, drastically. Um, mm-hmm. We, we as a, a, a group, had been in the studio recording various songs that were going to go on our Wonder Love project. Mm-hmm. And one of the songs that I wrote with a couple of my band members at the time was called Free. Mm-hmm. And so we were rehearsing and looking forward to doing this, and the project kept getting put off and off and off and off. And so, one, you know, we were all hopeful, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to be a, mm-hmm. a group and make all of this happen. And so one night um, I was um, doing a concert and Stevie would allow us to uh, open for him doing seven songs. I mean, uh, two, mm-hmm. two songs. And so we decided that um, one of the songs that we wanted to do was, was free, one of the ones that I had written mm-hmm. with a couple of my band members, and it just so happened that night that Maurice White was in the audience. And um, afterwards, they came to uh, the dressing room, and they said, wow, we really love what you guys did, and we really love that song, um, Free. Who wrote that song? And so I said, well, I, I wrote it with a couple of band members, and they said, oh, do you have any more music? And I said, yeah, we're writing all the time. And so um, I then, uh, a couple of days later, sent them over a demo of all the songs that I had written with mm-hmm. um, with the group. And they said, oh, well, Maurice said, well, I've just started a new production company. I just signed a girls group, and I'm looking for um, a, a solo female artist. I just signed this girl group called The Emotions, and we want we're looking for a female solo artist and we'd like for you to join our, um, you know, join our, our, uh, company. And, and I oh, how wonderful. <laughs> but I was just, and I, I want to be a songwriter. I don't want to be a, a singer. And, um, <laughs> and, and so uh, I went to my writing partners and they said, listen, we've written these songs. We've been trying for years to get these songs out here. You're going to take that record deal. And so I said, you know what, Lord, okay, maybe this is what you want me to do. And I um, I took the record deal, and, of course, the rest is history with my career with Earth, Wind, and Fire. God just, God blessed it, and, I tell you. and it went well, on, so. Well, what were some of the challenges um, that you faced as a young woman in the music business in that day? And do you see that there's a difference between, I know this is a double-loaded question, but some of the challenges you face, and then what do you see as the difference, the challenges that uh, women face in the music industry today? Because so much has changed. This industry is a very different industry. Uh, actually, there's a lot of times when I don't recognize it at all. <laughs> okay, okay. They're doing well, what some of your challenges that you, you faced? You know, but um, I think that it it was difficult because I was a single woman, and a lot of times when you're single, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people 
think that, you know, you're just up for anything. And you know, I tell people all the time, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. Yeah, and I have, to, I have to take a, single a stand. Entertainer. Yes, I had okay. to to take a stand um, as an entertainer, but as a woman, and say this is not what my life is about. This is not what I'm going to be about. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, um, you know, I was, obviously, for lack of a better description, I was labeled a bitch. Mm-hmm. Because I did not and would not participate in a lot of things that a lot of people wanted me to participate in, because the fear of God was so strong in me, and and not even the fear of God as much, but the love that I had for God um, was very strong, and I didn't want to do anything that was going to put my God in a bad light. Mm-hmm. And so I remained strong, and I have to tell you, a lot of times I did it. I didn't know even know what I was doing, but the fact that um, you know the split from my church really hurt. It hurt, but I, eventually I understood that they didn't know that they had given me something so strong that I wouldn't walk away from it. They the reaction that they had to my career was out of their love and their fear for me and getting involved in some things that would destroy me. And that, that is a fear that I have for a lot of these young artists today, mm-hmm. that they don't have the background, the upbringing that we did. They don't mm-hmm. have the respect that we have for elders mm-hmm. and for people that have gone before us and people that have opened the door so that they can do what they do. There is such a lack of that um, well, in the yeah. industry this day. And it, it breaks my it breaks my heart to see to see it go on like that because it was the respect that I had for people that had made what was happening for me uh, given me an opportunity that that was making it uh-huh. able for me to do what I did when I first walked into the Grammys and I saw Sarah Vaughn and Ella Fitzgerald and oh wow and and these were people I grew up listening to and you know I went up and I bowed and it was, it was I, a surreal experience for you we call it oh you know this surreal experience here I am this little girl from Gary Indiana out of a Church of God in Christ and here I'm meeting ah uh, these awesome women that I've lost. Oh. <laughs> My gosh! I mean, to to meet Sarah Vaughn, to to who who eventually invited me to her home and cooked dinner for me, uh-huh. uh, to, to meet Ella Fitzgerald, to to meet Lena Horn, who says I've heard of you, to, oh, to wow. meet mm-hmm. Nancy Wilson and and then be invited to her home, and she tell uh, you know she mentored me on how to dress, how to speak, how to talk. Um, these are precious, precious memories that I have of the women that went before me that I had such tremendous respect for and who influenced my life in such an incredible, uh, incredible way. And yet I see that mm-hmm. there, is, there is not the same respect that most of the younger artists today have for the women that went before them that didn't have the opportunities that they now experience. And had it not been for them, would not have had the opportunity. But yet there is no respect. Um, The fact that most of the young women in the industry today think that 
unless they're half naked, um, they can't get a record deal or get anybody to respond to them. I, it, it troubles me. But, you know, um, Denise, not in defense of them, but it's this that I'm working with teen girls that are ninth graders, 15-year-old girls, and this is all they're exposed to. It's yeah. what you said earlier. These young women, many of them have not had the Christian upbringing that you had and many of us had, the grounding, even though we were, you know, resentful of it, but yes, we benefited yes, we from it. Yes. Uh, they have not had that. They are bombarded with media, with all of these, what I call, misrepresentations of what women are and how you have to be. I mean, look at all the cur- commercials and what we see today. And it's yes. like they feel that this this is all they see. They're inculcated with this of, you know, nudity. nudity. And the, so this is the culture. So the thing is how... One of the things is how we change the culture, but that's a, that's a whole different interview, and we're going to do that sometime later this fall to talk about what do we, women, who I call seasoned women, what do we do that we can reach out to some of these younger women? Because it's because they don't know. Yes, I don't think it's because totally it's out of disrespect. They don't yes. even know what respect is because yes. they don't know how to command respect for themselves. Because you train people how to treat you. But if you don't know how you need to be treated, how can you train someone? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely so. correct. And I totally agree with what you're saying. And definitely for myself, I would relish an opportunity to discuss how it gets changed. Because it's, I see it happening and, and I, I, it, it hurts because there well. is so much promise with so many of these young women, and right. even with the young guys, there is so much promise, but it's being hidden and swept right. under the rug, under the guise of what has become the norm, which should not be the norm. And one of the things I want to ask you before we go to break, and we'll, we'll come back, but uh, it's what, were, what was your deepest valley? that you had to go through because anytime, you know, we are in the spotlight like you were, we're targets. You are, let's face it that way. And and so there are things that come against you and you know you had a number one enemy. So what was your deepest, deepest valley that you, our trial, I call it a, a valley rather than a trial, that you had to go through to get back on the mountaintop? And what would you say to someone that might be in that valley today? Um, you know, my, my deepest valley was separation from family. Okay. Uh, Because you, you sacrifice, um, this career, our career and many other careers as well demands a lot of your time and a lot of your attention. Mm -hmm. And I had children. And so Mm -hmm. it would be very difficult for me to miss, you know, the little league game or, or miss the, you know, the, the, somebody lost the tooth, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I had the precious, precious gift of my mother um, helping mm-hmm. my children, but it was not the same. I missed a lot of moments, and that was my, I think my biggest struggle was mm-hmm. uh, the sacrifices that I had to make in my career or, or with my family. That's one of the questions that we women are faced with, and 
I'm asked that question, and I ask a lot of women that question, because to be, is it possible that women who are successful, who are reaching and crashing that glass ceiling, having to, can you have it all? I guess the question is, can you have it all? Because, the, you know, there has to be balance. I mean, you, you are here, you need to be there, you've got husband, you've got family. And that's one of the things I think that is still prevalent today of how do you have it all? Because basically, when we go back many, many years ago, my mother never worked. You know, she wasn't out of the home. She was in the home. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's a, as we progress and we look now, women work. Women started working, World War I, World War II. Um, and so women, you know, are still finding struggle with this. And so you bring this as your deepest value was separation from your family. Your, so are there consequences that you had to realize as a result of that through no fault of your own? You're trying to make a living. Yeah. So how did you reconcile that? And so we're going to take a quick break and think about that, Denise. And when we come back, give us your viewpoint on that. So listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with a discussion with my guest, Miss Denise Williams. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. Want more positivity in your life? Are you ready to get healthy, happy, and energized? Join the Stella Donna Goddess Gals, Cynthia Bryan, and Heather Brittany for a power hour of stimulating, supportive conversation on Star Style. Be the star you are. A lineup of best-selling authors, celebrities, and experts. Join the effervescent mother-daughter dynamic duo in this upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Lend us your ears. It's power time. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Anne takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Transformation for Success with my guest, Miss Denise Williams, again, award-winning singer, songwriter, and record producer who achieved so much success in 1970s and 80s and still successful today. So, welcome back, Denise. Thank you so much. I I am still excited. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but (laughs) for posterity's sake, I'm going to be narrow in my questions uh, for this final segment. So what I'd like to, as we were talking before about women, the balance, and particularly women in entertainment or men in entertainment, because I think the same applies for men as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody in the entertainment industry or in a profession where it takes you away from your home and children. So what I, my question was, were there consequences as a result of your not spending time at home, the separation from your family, and if you had, I don't know if you say there were regrets, but what would you say to someone who is having to face that? How do you reconcile it? Well, I tell you, I can't speak for everyone, but what happened with me is I made a decision. Uh-huh. Uh, one day I came home and I told my oldest son to do something, and he looked at my mom like, do I have to listen to her? And I went to the kitchen and I just started talking talking to God about it, I said, I, this, this is out of order. I don't like it. Um, I need your help with this. Uh, I, I've got to change this. And so I made a decision and angered a lot of people. I made a decision to cut my touring schedule down. I looked at the entire pie of my life, and I figured that my career was merely a slice in the pie. It wasn't the pie. Okay. And I said to God, you know, I... I have to do this. I'm going to cut back on going out and touring and doing some things. And I have to trust that you're going to take care of me and these kids. And he did. He did exactly that. Um, I didn't go out and tour a lot, but I have never regretted that I decided to stay at home with my children because now my sons are grown. They're grown and they're gone. And I feel very good about the decision that I made that I had time with them and that I made them a priority. Was it easy? Mm-mm. No. There's no <laughs> sense in me lying and telling you that, you know, the decision went smoothly and it was all peachy keen. It was not. But it was a decision that I had to make for my life. And as I say, now that my children are adults Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they're living their life um, and, you know, I have grandchildren now, uh, if I I had to go back and do it again, I'd do the same thing. That's wonderful, Denise. That was the decision that I made for my life. That was was my decision. 
Now, I'll, let's. I want to talk. Um, change. Uh, segue into this. Let's talk about you and God because you've always had a spiritual um, or uplifting uh, songs on all your albums. But when was it that you decided uh, to do gospel? Did something um, happen to change? I mean, that, that you know, you just went from here. I mean, not that you weren't. All of your songs had this, a spiritual connotation to them. But what happened that you actually decided to do gospel? Well, it was interesting. I was the opening act for a while for Earth, Wind, and Fire, and we were out on the road, and I found out that uh, Philip Bailey and Larry Dunn and I think Andrew Wolford, they were Christians. Mm-hmm. So we just, we started having Bible studies and on the mm-hmm. road, and when we mm-hmm. got off of the road, um, Philip had come to me and said, you know, I, I, I think I would like to do this uh a show honoring God for the gifts and the talents that he's given to us. And I said, Mm. I totally agree. So we got together and decided to do a show called Jesus at the Roxy. The Roxy was a uh, very popular nightclub in Hollywood at that time. And so we Mm -hmm. went to them and we said, oh, you know, and the guy was happy to see Denise Williams and Earth, Wind, and Fire. (laughs) I guess he was. (laughs) And we said to him, listen, we would like to do a gospel show um, Uh here at your club. We don't want you to sell any. And he says, oh, no, we said we'd like to do a show here at your club. Oh, lovely. Yes, but it's going to be a gospel show. And we don't want there to be Uh any alcohol or no liquor sales or, you know, and we're going to have pastors come in and talk to people who may want to give their life to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I just really suspected that the guy was going to say, you have lost your mind. Get out of here. But <laughs> God had worked on his heart, and he said, okay. And so we did a show called Jesus at the Roxy. And right after Jesus at the Roxy, Philip and I decided that we would like to do gospel music. And um, it just so happened that I had just had Let's Hear It for the Boy, and was in negotiations with uh, Columbia Records. And so at that point, I was able to um, renegotiate a deal. I offered the gospel music uh, to Columbia, but they said they didn't want to have nothing to do with that Jesus music. And uh, so I said, okay. And I ended up over at Sparrow Records, and that's what uh, caused me to decide to to want to do um, gospel music just as and to honor God with all that he had done for us in our careers. That is, that is miraculous. I mean, and I, you know, have heard many things about the Roxy and what happened that miraculous time of 300 people, 300 people gave their lives to, to the Lord. And that I'm telling you was miraculous. So yes, now, <laughs> now, that was absolutely, you know, wonderful work, and you're still doing some wonderful work. So tell us, what are you doing now? What's next? What, what do you want to do next, and what are you doing now? Well, um, there are a couple of things. I've been working on a children's – I have a children's lullaby that has been out for years, and we now have a line of baby onesies that are a company, um, mm-hmm. the Children's Lullaby Project. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I am also just um, starting to work on a jazz project. Um, I've never done jazz before. I've 
always wanted to do it and in honor of some of the jazz artists that I grew up listening to when I was sneaking into my mom's room and listening to Nancy Wilson and artists like that, that um, I'm now beginning to work on a project for, um, to do some jazz songs. And oh, that's so I'm great. excited about that as well. Um, my oh. company is uh, Denise uh, Williams and Western Entertainment, so my sons and I are working together, and we're developing uh, reality television shows, and um, we're doing concert series. So there's quite a bit that's going on, and it's all exciting. Oh, it is exciting. So when are you going to come out this way again? Um, I'm not quite sure, but I tell you, you'll be one of the first people to know. <laughs> Yes, because I want you out here because there's there's a uh, I have quite a few projects <laughs> we need to get onto with these with these young women in the entertainment world. Yeah. Um so and I so um I'm having actually uh a ladies empowerment luncheon coming up. I've been advertising on the radio um for some time now and it's now coming this uh Saturday. And so one of the things is that there are so many uh, young women out there who are pursuing um, something in the entertainment world, I, you know, rap singers, or they, they want to be in jazz, or they want to do something in the entertainment industry. But we need to do something, which you talked about earlier, and that's to give them that anchor, to let them know that they need God in their lives first. That's the foundation, yeah. that's the platform uh, from which you will base uh, and be launched. That's your launching pad as far as I'm concerned. Um, I have, so I'm going to look forward to, to inviting you out here for a special project that I think we like, I'd like to, um, have you do, but I have one, one question too. We didn't talk about one of the things and, and feel free to share or not share if you want, is that what is it like for an entertainer in terms of having a personal life? Um, because it's so difficult, I would think. Now, I don't know because that's not been my experience, but tell us just the experience about trying to maintain a relationship with a husband or a significant other. Tell us about that, just that little part. Mm -hmm. Oh, I tell you, out of all the successes I've had in my life, that has not been the area of success for me. Okay. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with Partnering with someone that, um, number one for me would be that that respects my religious beliefs. Okay. And I, I think secondly, someone that is confident enough in themselves, man or woman, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they don't get jealous of what of the success that God has and is doing and bringing in your life. That they are confident within themselves because when you pair up with someone who's not confident, uh, it, 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 it's just a bad mix. And that's been, the I think, the hardest thing um, for me as a successful woman, finding a partner who is confident with where God has them and what they're doing and not wanting to control or to be involved necessarily in what I'm doing. Um, and then also putting this time aside, as we discussed earlier, for mm -hmm. family life. When you're, everything is about the career, something is going to, to lack. And usually that's what happens is that uh, there's jealousy and there's also not enough time giving to growing your relationship. So that would probably be some of the areas oh. that, 
I would, you know, really ask people to to try to make sure because God didn't make us to be alone. You know, no, He says no. in the Word of God that it's not good for a man to be alone, but or or for well, a woman to be alone. But um, and so we all desire companionship. We all desire love. But also, well, we have to depart to now. And I know I hate to cut you off there, but we know that you are successful and keep the faith in terms of That's a partner. Right. Cause God, as you just said, God knows we need yes. a partner. Yes, he does. Yes, so he keep does. the faith on that. So again, I want to thank you for being on the show today, uh, Denise, cause I know many have enjoyed listening to your story of your journey. And I want to ask you out there, share with your friends and download this show today to hear Miss Denise Williams to talk about, the circumstances of being in the entertainment world and the excitement of it, but some of the drama too. But most importantly, having a positive outlook and faith in God makes yes. all the difference in the world. Yes, so thank you for listening. I want to ask you to take time this week. Appreciate yourself. Appreciate you. Be inspired. Mm. Be mm. encouraged. Yes. Be grateful. Yes. Be challenged and be forever transformed. This is your success coach, Dr. Barbara Young, signing off until next Tuesday. Have a very blessed week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.